Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. I am Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by Mr. D. Hello there. How are we? Uh, very fine, thank you. And Hello. also, we are joined by P-Dubs. Hello, and welcome. Hello. Yes, indeed. Um, Craig kicked up a fuss about what time we were starting, and we waited about eight minutes, and he hasn't turned up, so... Fuck him, basically. I think the girls are busy, and Sick Note's still got a Sick Note, so we'll see him at Christmas. Um, but... Comes in for his boredness. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so Craig might bother to turn up at some point, who knows, but I'm not chasing him anymore. Um, so let's have a look at what we're going to talk about. So I guess we're going to look at the parts uh, for a little bit and talk about some bits and pieces there. Maybe have a look at what's going on outside. Don't think there's too much going on. And then uh, we've got a couple of games to play. So uh, I suppose before we get stuck into the show proper, I should really ask what everybody's drinking. So, uh, Mr. P-Dubs, is it just water from the sky? It is, it's not. Um, I have got a cup of Yorkshire tea. Yes. Well, if you used, <laughs> if you used the, the water we got from the sky today for the first time we've seen rain in about two weeks it wouldn't fill up a bloody shot glass so i'm glad that you're you're not using that no at least you at least you did get rain yeah well yeah it was very centipedes we, we seem to have similar kinds of rain so ours lasted for about two minutes and was mm. mild spitting i would describe it as yeah. um, but my mother-in-law 12 miles down the road torrential for about half an hour so just shows you. Yeah, it, it will come. It will come to us. Don't worry. Um, Mr. Day, what are you drinking? I, in honour of the fact that it is like a tropical, subtropical paradise here, I've got mm. a rum and coke. Oh, very good choice. Thank you very much. Very good choice. Um, I've just With got... Lots and lots of ice. Yes, we don't want too much. Don't want to dilute it too much, but yes. Ice is uh, essential. I've been drinking a lot of... Um, been drinking a lot of iced coffee recently because I, I, I know when you go to Starbucks and they might like make like a frappuccino or something, you see they do it and they you know put the ice in the blender and all this, and it's like, oh, I can't be asked to do that. And then I've got an espresso, and they had some iced coffee pods that you could have, and I was like, oh, I wonder what you need to do for that. Like, does it just not heat the water or something? It's like, no, it still brews the water. You just put some ice cubes in a cup and it will melt. And I was like, I just never put two and two together. I think I just assumed that you had to blend it all together. But of course, no, it, it doesn't, you don't need to do that. That's just a fancy thing. So, um, 
yeah, I've been having some iced coffee, but uh, unfortunately, I don't have an iced coffee right now. I just have some cold cherry Pepsi Max because it was the coldest thing in my fridge. Uh, we uh, we've got too much fruit and veg in the fridge, which is obviously a good thing. Fruit and veg is good, but um, yeah, the beer had to come out for us to put the new food in, so that was the only thing that was cold, unfortunately. So never mind. Um, but let's start as we mean to go on and see uh, what's going on inside the pots. Right, so. Oh, Craig. Right. Uh, yes. So the parks. Um, anybody have anything they want to talk about? I guess we should uh, say that Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party has begun. Of course, it has begun, and the first night was a washout. So yeah. start as you mean to go on. Yeah. Um, uh, as we've been saying for the last few months, uh, it's the earliest they've started. Mm-hmm. Um, it only pretty much just got into August before we we started. Uh, it, really, the only thing I was going to bring up that's that's new they've they've added Powerline Max to the entertainment lineup. <laughs> well, they have, as the Lord giveth, he taketh away. Because oh, has he, he gone moved- again? No, 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 no. I, I, but I saw that he removed. They've removed two characters. <laughs> yes. Do you want to? Do you want to guess what, from what attraction they might be from? Uh, are they from Splash Mountain by any chance? <laughs> they could be from Splash Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So uh, yeah, uh, Bree, Bree Fox and Bree Rabbit. Uh, I think are the two characters that yeah. have gone. Um, yeah. I, I, I saw a headline about it yesterday, and I obviously don't really give two shits quite frankly uh i th- i think the reason why i feel like that is just because the the whole save splash mountain uh people are generally and i mean I, I say generally i mean obviously like with all things that doesn't mean they're all horrible racists but most of them <laughs> are um, you know, it's like if you meet somebody who's a Tory, they might seem like a nice person. Still vote Tory, so they're they're better than most yeah. of the people to vote Tory. But it's you know, so um, yeah. So the Save Splash Mountain idiots just make me hate the ride and make me want it to close immediately. To be quite honest, because it just upset them, and that would make me happy because they are so insufferable. Um, but yeah, so apparently they have uh, they're no longer in the uh, the parade. Uh, walking around, um, I mean, I, I think the, the the lack of outrage is because people just generally haven't noticed. <laughs> um, yeah, Powerline Max is actually um, like he's he's a popular character. Yeah, Max. Ever since they've reintroduced him in the park, so I can know he was popular at Disneyland Paris as well. Mm. Um, when they they added him to the meet and greet with with Goofy. Mm. Um, a few years back, I think it was for the was it for the twenty fifth. He made his his first appearance, and I think it was since then he's been time. quite popular. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he was wearing a matching like twenty fifth anniversary costume. Okay, right. Okay, that makes um, sense. When they first introduced him, so yeah, he seems. And the films seem to have picked up more fans with with the introduction of Disney Plus. Yeah, as so well. I'll be honest, and I'm, I'm Mr. D. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of you, so you are more than, uh, you know, you can correct me. Um, 
but but Powerline Max is a version of of Max Goof uh, based on the character Powerline that appears in a Goofy movie. Mm. I've never seen the Goofy movie. The character means absolutely yeah. nothing to me, either Powerline or Powerline Max. That's that, yeah. I assumed you might be in the same boat as me, but yeah. but people do love that movie and people do love those characters so i get it and i and i guess it's a little bit like how star wars like the original star wars trilogy i'm talking episodes one to three not the real original star wars trilogy of the 70s and 80s but that is now more popular than it's ever been and that's because the the people that were kids when those films came out are now adults and they're the, yeah. now the ones with the wallets, and they're the ones that are now buying the merchandise. So it makes sense that you know this character from what ninety five P Dubs that goofy movie around that time. Yes, the brief. So, so it makes sense that it's now you know that character is now more popular than ever. So I I I get it, but I also don't get it because I've never seen a goofy movie. But I've got I know friends who. So love that character. We'll buy merch with him on um, either Powerline or Powerline Max. Um, oh, and just to specify, Powerline is a uh, a singer, a bit like MC Hammer, I guess. Uh, Powerline, yeah, pretty much. That's what that's what he looks like. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, Powerline Max <laughs> is pants. just Max Goof in the Powerline costume. That's so it's not like uh, Duracell and Duracell Ultra or something. Um, so yeah. And I guess that that probably makes up for those characters not being in the parade. Yeah. So it's probably a good trade-off, really. Yeah, and to be fair, those two characters aren't characters I'd expect to be in a Halloween parade. There's a lot of characters, really, that you don't think deserve to be in the Halloween parade, though, aren't there? Really? No, no, it is, it is kind of strange. The, the ones that I find strange is Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope, other than the fact that they're sweet-connected. Yeah, especially with... I mean, what's good with the Halloween, pro- or even Mickey's Not So Scary in general, is those characters do have those special costumes. So, like, you know, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, um, yeah. dressed as as devils uh, or whatever. Um, but then you'd also meet the Seven Dwarfs, just as the yeah. Seven Dwarfs. Do you know what I mean? The gimmickies yeah. obviously don't get to see them regularly, so that's the purpose of them being out. Then is it's a rare meet and greet with them. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like there are characters they do put out in special costumes, and then many they just just throw out there because <laughs> people yeah. like characters. So yes, Ralph and Vanellope is an odd one because it is just their normal uh, look. So, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, do any other feedback on not so scary? I've seen some pictures of some mm. food, but nothing yeah, really nothing worth talking about. No, I don't think much has changed since last year. To be honest, I think it's it's very similar to what we we saw last year. Mm. Yeah, I think the cadaver dans are back again in the parade, which is good. It's another little cool, another because they weren't. I don't think they were there last year, so it's another little step back towards normal normality. Um, yeah, um, I think. Um, I don't know how well the tickets are selling. I think some of the later the later ones are selling quite well, I think. Yeah. yeah there've been some sellouts. There have already been yeah. some sellouts. I mean obviously the opening nights are always rammed. And like you say, towards the end of the run as well, they're normally quite they're normally the first to go. It's the ones in the middle. Um 
that are slower to uh, to sell. But and it ju- it just shows you the uh, kind of priorities between the two U.S. parks. It's that yeah. Disneyland is completely sold out <clears throat> for Oogie Boogie Bash because they don't sell as many tickets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's interesting the strategies between the two parks. It is, yeah. I guess it's much smaller, isn't it? So there, there is generally going to be less tickets. Yeah, but I don't think the parks are that much difference in size, really. No, no I don't think so. No, but I guess the you know if they're selling less capacity, or yeah. maybe it's just more locals want to go. Good. I, I I think it's got to be down to less capacity just because every night is sold out there are no tickets left at all mm-hmm. it's a shame we can't find official figures it'd be interesting to see what what the allocation is for each park yeah it's too much to ask yeah. isn't it really yeah yeah they'll never tell you that sort of thing yeah no um mr d um not a lot. I mean, there was a quarterly results um, this recently this week, and um, results were pretty positive. And Mr. Chapek was mentioning about um, the mix of guests and um, the number of guests who purchased Genie Plus. Uh, so he seems pretty pleased with that. Um, no, no signs that things like the park reservation system's gone away. So I think they're still pretty pleased with how that's working for them. Although I don't think it works well from a guest point of view, or it's just an extra hassle from a guest point of view. Um, and then from what I hear, because um, you know, because attendance has been strong this year, uh, there's still no signs that they are going to start reselling. Uh, annual passes in any great quantities or any great types um, which must yeah. be which must be frustrating if you are say you're a DVC owner you know and you want to go a couple of times a year um, you're you're limited to to buying a multi-day ticket which is obviously a lot more expensive so and you lose mm. certain things. Like, I mean, obviously, if you're DVC yeah. with a blue card, you get most of the, the perks of an annual pass anyway, like discount-wise, but there's still other perks yeah. that you get of an annual pass. Um, that seems yeah. to be the most negative uh, lot of feedback from that yeah. investor's call that I saw on social media was people complaining mm. about the um, kind of... They don't refer to it as such, but it is really a suspension of that particular yeah. product yeah because yeah. yeah it's out of reach for a lot of people yeah and it's particularly painful i think for people in california <clears throat> because the annual pass holders were such a big uh chunk of who would go to the parks and um i understand that from a disney point of view well it's kind of have your cake and eat it you know when times are tough you want the annual pass holders because they are coming into the parks and they are providing some income, but they're probably not the guests who are spending the most amount of money. They want the kind of out-of-state, out-of-country visitors. Um, but, you know, they, they, I guess they want their cake and eat it, and they're, they're having their cake and eating it right now, really. And as long as people are going in the numbers that they're going in, then... Um, 
that's that's what it was going to be. I think you didn't you didn't you failed to mention uh, Chapex wonderful David Letterman style. I've just come off TV beard that he seems to have grown weirdly. Oh, I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah, I, he's got I read was it, in print. It was. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's got like a, a white beard for some bizarre reason. Right. But I was talking. Um, I had. Uh, my cousins over to so my cousins over today, and we were talking about uh, Disney trips. They're not planning on taking one anytime soon, but um, they've taken them in the past, taking their kids there and stuff. And uh, I was explaining to them like the differences since they they last went, with like lack of things like uh, the the not annual passes, fast passes, and like the new system that that's got. Um, and I was kind of explaining to them how everything had changed in terms of, you know, you don't get fast pass anymore, you've got Genie Plus and, you know, what Genie Plus is and, mm-hmm. you know, this. And I also was talking to them about uh, Mining Craig's upcoming trip uh, that we're going to be taking to DLP. And I was explaining to them about the, the ticket situation. And I explained about uh, Craig buying an annual pass and what I'm potentially going to do and the fact that you now have to book your days in the parks. And when I was talking about all this, and also with what you just said there, Mr. D, as well, about the how they uh, annual pass holders were already, always quite integral. You know, it was constant revenue coming in, and now they're doing, you know, people having to buy day tickets and stuff. I think it's all intentional. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to deter people from having annual passes full stop. Now, Disneyland Paris haven't put, you know, there's not been any restrictions on annual passes. What they have done, uh, as PDOS will confirm, is, you know, every year, pretty much, there's been a price increase for about the last four years. Almost every year there's been a a price increase of of various amounts. And we always thought that was due to them trying to weasel out people from buying annual passes. Because although they're in Disneyland Paris, they're still very reasonable compared to other Disney parks. What have they gone up from? Like, I think the top tier one was about 350, and that's about 500 euros. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right, because I had the top one when I yeah. first got one, and I've slowly gone down <laughs> each yeah. time I've got one. Yeah. Um, and it's so, do you know what I mean, Mr. I think that's what yeah. it feels like they're trying to do is they're trying to actually um, cut down the number of annual passes because oh, yeah. they're making more money on people buying day or multi-day tickets. Well, yeah, and they're, they tend to be, you know, visitors from further afield, so they're staying in hotels, they're, you know, they're buying buying meals, they're buying merchandise. Um, so yeah, it's clear that. For some time, you know, they're they're very focused on high spending guests. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens because if attendance drops, then you'll probably see the annual pass sales creep back in again and promotions creep back in again. Yeah. Or heavier promotions. I mean, there are some promotions for next year, but it's not free dining. It's dining credits, for example. Yeah, but, um, and my uh, my my brother who uh, is listening at, at, he'll listen to this at some point because he does listen to the shows but they're planning to go next year and it'll be his first time going there and they've got you know a family friend who said who recommended a travel agent to them 
um, out in America. So she's been getting them prices for stays next year. And the prices she's getting seem to me to be more expensive or, yes, slightly more expensive in some cases, way more expensive in, in other cases, depending on the hotel, than what they'd get if they booked in the UK. And I asked my yeah. my sister-in-law this. I said, have you actually just thought about doing that? Like, I understand yeah. why you've got recommended a travel agent, but what you've got to remember is she's looking at it from the American system, which works very differently to the UK system. Yeah. And they're planning to stay for, I think it's 13 days. Yeah. It's so not quite two weeks. But mm-hmm. obviously Americans don't tend to do that and that's why I think the rates are what they are. I said plus as well the you'll get perks from booking a UK uh vacation. You know, you might yeah, well, get for one t- thing for one thing, Nick, the there's two two things that jump out to me. One is if you're booking them through a US travel agent, then you're you're paying in dollars, so you get yep. absolutely whacked with the exchange rate, whereas the prices in the UK, I, I don't think have really gone up. I hope Disney doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> you know, since we priced up uh, the holiday last year, my sister is we're, we're going we're staying DVC, but my sister is, is paying for her room, and we priced it up last year, and it's the same price pretty much. It hasn't gone up because it's all in pounds. So that's one thing, and then the second thing is, yeah, how are they getting tickets? Because the maximum. US ticket is ten days, so yeah. they may be buying they may be having to buy like two tickets, like a ten day and a three day or something like that, something crazy like that. So, yeah, and that's why I said about having having a look because I th- I think off the top of my head, um they've got quoted Pop Century and I think that was about three thousand nine hundred for the two like the thirteen days or whatever it was. But and that, if they've never been before, why would they go Pop Century? Because all-star music and all-star sports are always much cheaper than Pop Century. Yeah, but you've got Skyline. You have got yeah. Skyline. So that, yeah. that's that's the reason why for that one. And and what she said was is that um, it was only coming up slightly more expensive than hmm. the other two. So that's why she gave my quote for that. But she also got a yeah. quote for the Riviera, right? And the Riviera yeah, was crazy prices 23,000 yeah, $23,000 yeah, and I was like I was trying to explain like it, it's it's not worth uh, anywhere near you know what's that no. five four times the cost five times the cost yeah, yeah no yeah. you wouldn't you just wouldn't it's, do that no nah, of course not um yeah but you know, I said to them, you know, if you're if you're booking from the UK, you know, at the moment there's no free dining, but there are, you know, you do get dining credit. Uh, mm-hmm. You might get memory maker thrown in. Uh, you might get your park yep. tickets. So, it, it, yeah, yeah, I think it makes more sense. I, as I said, I understand why they got recommended someone, but I think because they're coming from the UK and not the US, I think it's going to make yeah. more sense. Uh, to book from the UK, so uh, Chris, you're right, yeah. hopefully you're listening to this early and yeah. s- start thinking about that. They can't do too much anyway because it's not the eleventh month window quite yet. There, there are a few weeks be- uh, in you know before the eleven month window opens for that the dates that they want. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they, they don't need that for booking a hotel though, Nick. That's only for DVC, the eleven month thing. And, sorry, I meant uh, like for for flights as well. But yes, oh, for flights, yeah, okay, yep, yeah, for sure. But no, you, yep. you're you're right, you're right about that for DVC. Yep. Um, yep. cool, yeah, In, mm-hmm. interesting set of results there. Um, I mean, yep. the, the the shareholders were obviously happy because the share price did yep. go up 
uh, following yep. the announcements the next the next morning. So yeah, um, that's that's obviously positive, I guess, for Disney's bottom line. Mm-hmm. Screw the workers, up up the shareholders. Uh, Craig Afar, Craig has now joined. Hello, guys. Hello, Craig. Um, I know you had something you wanted to talk about. So, what story did you have about the parks? Uh, well, Caseways sent me this link this morning um, about the Disney transportation on the My Disney Experience app. So she got it from um, Mickey from the UK, okay. I presume it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never heard of them. No disrespect to them. Um, but obviously you've heard of them. And basically, um, the My Disney Experience app has put like an updated um, little nodule for free transportation. I'm not explaining this very well without reading it. A new transportation section has been added to my Disney experience this morning. Tap on the bottom right hamburger menu icon and you'll see the new transportation section at the bottom. When you tap it, you'll see all the different transportation options to get around Walt Disney World. What's even better is this area will be used to notify you if there's any transportation options are down due to weather. Curiously, this is the big bit, Curiously, the bus icon says free on it, while the other currently free options do not. And she said it might be a good little topic to talk about, or a little bit of, you know, do we think this is anything? Do we think it's just a, a typo? Why is there a free bus um, hamburger appeared on the My Disney Experience app? I mean, I suppose the the first question is, what type of bus are we talking? And I mean, you you don't know the answer, to this, I guess. But is that uh, resort buses or is that yeah. air, airport buses? I'm no, guessing it's, it's resort, resort buses. buses. Yeah, it's resort buses. I'm looking at it on the My Disney Experience app. Oh, yeah. And interest, interestingly, yeah, as Craig pointed out, it does warn you if transport is down. Um, it seems like they've got thunderstorms, so they said the Skyliner and the Friendship boats may currently be down. Yeah. So that works. That is Which handy. is good, you know, that's handy to know because yeah. it gives you options in real time to go and find alternatives. But um, what does that free mean? Well, well, hopefully it doesn't mean anything. Um, I So, so the, the concern here, I guess is that they'll start charging for Skyliner and monorails and boats. I don't think so. I think it's very easy to charge for buses. Pay well, buses. Saying, yeah, they're saying ex- Like free an express bus, maybe. They're, saying, they're only saying free on the buses at the moment. Exactly, yeah. So, so is is paid buses about to be launched? Is it for are they free for resort guests only? That was what Kay's ways guessed I, it might be. I guess I read it differently. I was assuming that that the concern was because the bus service says free, but Skyliner, monorail, and the boats don't specifically say free. That the concern here was that they were going to start charging for Skyliner and monorail and boats. That would be very interesting because how would they, that, how would they uh, do that? Is that going to be like a swipe of your magic band to see if the 
you know, you've got that as part of your package. By transportation as an add-on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does... It, so what it says is... Um... I mean, a few years ago, they did have... Um... What was that? They did have a shuttle service, didn't they, which took you behind the magic? The minivan. They just reintroduced that, and it's and that's on the app as well. It's the minivan service. Yeah. No, so no, 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 not the minivan service. No, there was another service, wasn't there? That they yeah. pick you up, kind of in the back area. And we've was... seen the boards. We've seen boards there for it in the parks while we were there, maybe 2017, I want to say, and they would take it out the back way to a staff car park, basically bundle you into a paid minibus and shut you across to whatever park you wanted to go for a fee. I thought that was the minivans. No, no, the minivans is done through the lifter. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But, I mean, on the app, minivans are listed as well as one of the transportation options. But, I, I, I mean, it would be a nightmare. They'd have to put in swiping stations at all the Skyliner points and all the boat points and the monorail stations and then trying to get people on and off while they're swiping yeah, but, or paying. Yeah, but you couldn't, you, you couldn't do that on them because there's too many people, but the buses only hold maybe maximum 60 people. If you're going from a resort at 8 o'clock in the morning, the buses hold so many people. And the very, I've just been in New York City, God damn it, where you pay to get on a bus and you just swipe your little card, that your, your little metro card. You just, it's dead easy. You've got a magic band on your hand. But why are they introducing, of... why are they, I, no, I don't buy it. Why, why would they introduce a new thing on the My Disney Experience app and specifically call it the buses as free if they're then going to charge for them? I'm trying to look on the bright then. side. And yeah. I think they're reintroducing Magical Express. That might be an option. Yeah. They've seen that it successful. Will be part of the app. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not buying that either. No, I don't I'm buy not that, buying either. that either. But I, 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 can I think see... they're just adding. I think they're just adding functionality to the. Just adding stuff to the My Disney Experience app. But I think I thought the concern, and the, and when I read it, the concern I had was, why are they calling out the buses as free? but not calling up other things as free. And I could see, I could see the Skyliner having some sort of control. And what I mean by that is the Skyliner is kind of a ride, right? And if you're in, if you're in Hollywood studios and you want to go to Epcot, you can take the Skyliner or if you're in Epcot and you want to go to Hollywood studios, you can take the Skyliner. So it's, it's, it's kind of a free ride, for people who aren't staying on site, I could see them having something where you swipe your magic band and you have to be a hotel guest to get on the Skyliner. I could see that. Yeah. I don't so... think I could see them charging to ride it, but I could see them limiting it to hotel guests. Yeah. So what I can say on that, or what me and P-Dubs can say on that, is that's exactly what we did. So... We got driven to uh, Hollywood Studios, didn't we? Like yeah. The car park or that. But when we were leaving the parks that day, and it was a f the first day the Skyliner was in operation, we got a Skyliner back to Caribbean Beach. Yep. 
And we got off there, and then we um, called a, a car to pick us up from that resort. Uh, you know, we just we just called an Uber to uh, pick us up from the uh, the pickup point to take us back to Universal. So yeah. we had park tickets that day, but we yeah. didn't have resort tickets, or we didn't. You know, we weren't staying in a hotel, and we used a Skyliner. Now, when if you want to use Disney buses and you're not staying at a park, you've either got to get, you know, get dropped off at a hotel resort and then jump on their bus, or you go to Disney Springs and then you have to get a, a bus from Disney Springs to a hotel to then get a bus from that hotel to take you to whatever park you want to go to, which takes a hell of a lot of time. So, um, you can use the buses if you're not a resort guest, but it's not particularly uh, easy to do. Like it's doable, but it's you know it's obviously discouraged, and they obviously try and force your your hands to not do it. But at the moment, it's it's possible. Whilst if that was part of your package, so you're staying at um, Pop Century for for two weeks, that means for your duration, you swipe your magic band, you can get on the Skyliner. Yeah. It's not so much that you're you're paying for it, you know. It's just another a bit like what how Magical Express used to be free. Like nothing's free. It's just factored into the cost of your package. So I can I see that being a case. What I mean, what's a variable that's always changing? Now, for me, maybe fuel prices. The Skyliner is so solar powered basically because they've got a solar farm there. Um, the monorail solar powered. The buses aren't, they're fueled. Now, they say it's recycled oil or whatever, but they can't run. They don't use that much oil to, re- to uh, run that fleet of buses. They've got thousands of buses. So maybe it's a way of... I, I, I think there's going to be express buses introduced where they're going to be paid buses. That's just me throwing it out there. No evidence whatsoever. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it, and why is not... I mean, parking... Parking doesn't, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's got all the fees there for the parking. But the bus, why has it got free in the window? Why you know, are they promoting? Are they trying to yeah, draw why, people away? Why don't they have free on the other transport? That's, yeah. Methods? You know, and it, you know, it, maybe maybe it's just, maybe we're reading too much into it. Maybe it's it's nothing, but it's just strange that they, they put free on on the bus one and didn't put free on anything else. Nothing, nothing is accidental. But until a, a statement is made or an announcement is made, because the thing is, we are now talking about something that first popped up, what, 12 hours ago, maybe? Yeah. Maybe longer? As we record this episode, um, if there was a, like an error or a glitch where it shouldn't have said that and it does, that would have been changed by now. Or it would have been taken out of the app. It's not. It's still live. It's there. So it's there for a reason. It's just what is the reason for that being highlighted as free and the other stuff not. So. I mean, and we might be the first podcast to talk about it. Maybe Pete Werner will steal this idea off us as well. Uh, he, literally, he literally will be talking about it on the Diz tomorrow. Um, he's not. <laughs> he's Unfortunately for Pete, he's not a Patreon, so he will not be listening to this episode the same day we record it, um, he will be listening to this episode after he's recorded the Diz. So maybe, so he can't send his, he basically can't send our, his, our, our ideas for his show 
this week. But next week, he definitely, definitely can. So be on the lookout for what Pete Word has got to say and see how it correlates with what we've said so far tonight. Um, but, but definitely thank you, Cage Ways, mm-hmm. for your detective yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, we probably wouldn't have picked up on that otherwise. Um, should, we, should we move away from the parks? Go ahead, then. Yeah? All right, let's yeah. go and do something else. in charge of our entertainment uh, outside of like talking about news and crap like that so um, you've got two games for us to play this week which one are we have in first um, we'll have a gold run I mean I mean you create these segments and you can't even remember what they're called so that's always a great start so it's going for gold yep like the music that we play Going just been played. for going it's, for gold. It's already been played. So, so that, don't, oh. that we can't we can't pay him twice. I'm gonna have to edit out your singing. Um, so what is going for gold this episode? I thought we'd be a little bit topical. Um, it's been running now forever. Um, this was always an event that we we have always missed by one or two days. Every every holiday we've been on, it's crept closer and closer. I think last time in 2019, we might have missed it by a day even. Um, so it's the Food and Wine Festival and the booths. So you've got all the booths to pick from. What are your bronze, silver and gold booths that you would have to visit? And there's a fair few. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I won't lie. I personally had a bit of trouble with this one. Um, Mr. D, did, did, did you have a similar issue because of the sheer variety? Yours would be quite a... interesting, Nick, though, wouldn't it? With, with being we'll, vegetarian. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, so oh, okay. there is a Yeah, there is a hell of a lot of them, that's for sure. Yeah. What about you, P-Dubs? Did you find it fairly easy, or did you? I, I did actually find it fairly easy. The, the ones there was a couple that just popped out straight away as soon as I started reading through. Quite mm. early on in the list that Craig sent us, um, and I went through the whole lot, and I ended up going back to to these two early ones, um, as well as one that I knew I was already going to pick. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you what. Then we'll go with you first. Then. Yeah. Um, so my bronze, and this was the one that I always knew was going to be in there. Um, I didn't know where I was going to put it until I read some of the other ones. Uh, but I'm going with Canada for my bronze, um, just because that cheddar and bacon soup always stands out. Uh, everybody raves about it. And to be fair, the, the beef filet mignon is is looking good as well. Um, so I had to go with, with Canada for my, my bronze one. We could surmise Ryan would have had that as a gold, surely. Probably, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, was the did you pick anything out on the menu apart from? I mean, you've just said the soup and the steak. 
Yeah, there, there isn't a lot else on the on the menu there. Just a couple of drinks, um, a lager, uh, and a wine. Um, okay. But yeah, just the, the the cheddar and bacon soup every time just grabs my attention. Shout. Go ahead, then silver pants. So my silver, I am going with. Let me find it. So I've got the. Uh, so I'm going with refreshment port um, for my silver. Um, and again, it was just things that automatically stood out. And to be fair, I would take anything that is on this menu. Um, so you've got braised beef poutine, uh, French fries, boursin garlic, and fine herbs cheese sauce, cheese curds, and a gherkin relish um, mm. as the, the main thing. But they've also got a maple cheesecake um, mm, with whipped good. maple bourbon cheese and candied pecans. And the drink as well, frozen mango martini. It sounds like it should be a Canada menu. Yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, just uh, straight away that, that stood out to me again. Um, that was one of those early ones that I went back to. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm dribbling just listening to that yeah. one, to be honest. Yeah. But... You're dribbling quite uh, a lot when you listen to this podcast, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it was it was a real toss up between what was my silver and gold. Um, so I had to ask my wife which my one wife? she she thought sounded better, uh, and she preferred my gold. So that's what's ended up being my gold. And I went that's with the Hawaii said. booth. <laughs> I went with the Hawaii booth um, yeah. for for my gold. Um, Kalua pork slider with sweet and sour dulled pineapple ch- chutney and spicy mayonnaise stood out. And then again, another cheesecake. Passion fruit cheesecake with toasted macadamia nuts, um, and a pineapple wine Ooh. also stood out um, on that for me. But you didn't go for the spam, Paul. No, I didn't go for the spam. Spam, spam, spam. Bit of editing there for you, Nick. That needs to come <laughs> in now. Not at all. I'm keeping spam, 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 spam in there. I mean, if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, well, that's your loss, I suppose. You're too young if you don't. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that sounds boss. That to be honest, um, I didn't even look at any of them three. I knew what I wanted straight away, and it sort of made me mind up. But now they're spot on. Um, hmm, I'll go with Nick next. Okie madokie. So, um, my bronze is Mexico. Mexico. Um, yeah. So I've had to, I'm not I've not cheated here, but I've I mean, a lot of the menus might have had a plant based option, but a lot also didn't. So I've just I just gone for food that I know would be good. I mean, look, I didn't stop eating meat because I didn't like meat. I just don't like the concept of meat. There's a difference. So the things that they had did sound really good. So there's a taco al pastor, which is seared pork belly. Pasta on a corn tortilla with chipotle, black beans, pineapple, pickled onions, and chives. There's tostada de barbacoa, which is barbacoa beef on a fried corn tortilla with chipotle, black beans, salsa verde, Mexican crema, uh, queso fresco, fresco, and chives. Um, But if I'm honest, the main reason why I would be going here, and the only thing I could really eat, is uh, the Capri Ortada de chocolate, which is... Abuleta chocolate bread pudding served with a chocolate creme anglaise. Um, so chocolate custard, basically. 
Um, but chocolate bread pudding. I love bread pudding, and um, immediately that stood out. Um, for drinks, there's a Mexican craft beer. That's all it says about it. Uh, there's a blood orange char margarita, which is tequila, blood orange, aperitif, blackcurrant infused vodka, and prosecco. Uh, served with pink peppercorns, which is weird, and sweet dried chili salt rim. Not so keen on the last two bits, but the rest of the drink sounded delish. And it takes two to mango margarita, which uh, has some tequila, mango puree, uh, nixta corn liqueur, which I've never heard of before, uh, rum and chili lime juice served on the rocks. So I thought the whole thing, you know, if you love meat, those are two good meat options. The dessert sounded fantastic and the drinks also seemed pretty good. Um, my silver, absolutely uh nicking p-dubs idea i also went for the hawaiian uh booth um oh. passion fruit cheesecake love passion fruit flavored anything anyway um i like macadamia nuts that's good it was the it was if i'm honest a sweet and sour dull pineapple chutney that got me here i can't eat a pork slider but the stuff it comes with is great. Maybe they'll make me. Can I just out. have the sides, please? Yeah, I'll just have a bun without the pork in it, please. Can I um, modify the order? No bun. No, uh, no, no pork. No, no pork. Extra bun. The uh, Aluani Sunrise, which is vodka, dull pineapple juice, and grenadine. Uh, also, it's going to be a winning drink. And yeah, sparkling pineapple wine. Yes, please. Sounds good. Um, so, my gold, to the surprise of nobody. Uh, is the Earth Eats uh, booth, which is a plant-based booth. Um, what's interesting here is that it is um, powered by Impossible. I don't know if that's a slogan. Hosted by Impossible. should be powered by but Impossible. Um, but Impossible have just become a main sponsor of Disney World and Disneyland Resort, as well as the cruise ships. Which is you couldn't get impossible stuff, could you? Like two well, years ago, you it was can't... as weird as rock. It was dead hard. Well, it's impossible. It was impossible. Yeah. yeah. The um the the thing. So in the UK, they've just launched uh, impossible chicken nuggets, but they couldn't uh, introduce any of the other food for some reason. There's obviously something they put in. There must be some chemical they use impossible that the UK food agency don't like. So you can't buy impossible stuff in the UK. Um, but uh, Impossible is what you get in Universal Resorts and have done for a yeah. while. So I'm sure it was the Impossible Burger you got our hotel, wasn't it, Craig? Yeah, yeah, Um And the Impossible Whopper you'd get at Burger King as well. So they are now doing that. So it's interesting because I think P-Dubs isn't beyond the plant-based meat manufacturer for DLP. Yes, I believe they're using that Pimtest kitchen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's interesting. Impossible is obviously the biggest rival to Beyond in terms of plant-based food. So they have a Impossible Burger Slider with wasabi cream and spicy slaw on a sesame seed bun. Um, I, I quite like wasabi, so I thought that sounded pretty good. Um, and they've got an Impossible Meatball with herb uh, polenta, rustic uh, puttanesca sauce and basil pesto. Um, again, fan of that. Um, they've got an interesting drink though: spiced apple twinings of London chai tea. Oh, 
So, uh, which you can have either as a virgin or you can add whiskey to that for about $8, which sounds excessive, but fine. Um, so, yeah, um, I had to obviously go for a, a proper plant option for me. So, you know, I'd have, I'd have dessert in Mexico. I'd definitely have some drinks in Hawaii uh, and I'd have my main course from, from Earth Eat. So that was my gold, silver and bronze. Ireland almost made the cut. I do want to say that for our Irish co-hosts, it was very close, but there was no plant option there for me. There wasn't a potato-based product. Yeah, but it comes with sausages, so I thought that was a little oh, bit... Yeah, nasty. A bit, bit of calcum. But, yeah. Go ahead, Dad, there, Mr. D. Okay. Um, my bronze was Belgium. Um, there's a couple of things to fancy there. So the beer-braised beef served oh, with oh, smoked oh, gouda, mashed potatoes. That sounded nice. And I did like the sound of the dessert, which was the Belgium waffle with warm chocolate ganache. Give me some of that. And then a little drink, staying on the chocolate theme, chilled coffee featuring Godiva chocolate liqueur. Is that the Thank one you. Ryan likes? Ryan loves this uh, chocolate liqueur coffee. No, it's, um, he has a, a espresso martini. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Belgium, that was my number. Three on my bronze. My silver was, uh, it was a bit of a toss up actually, but I went for India. Because I do like, basically, I like Indian food. So I was always going to be leaning towards that. But I quite fancied the crispy paneer, which is cheese, if anybody doesn't know, yep. with mango curry uh, ketchup. Mm. Um, but also, you know, they had uh, potato and peas samosa with coriander lime cream. Well, that sounded quite nice. And we've also got, obviously, some nice beers, because uh, when you have nice beers with Indian may also I quite fancy the mango lassie. Um, actually, that one's non-alcoholic, but if you fancy an alcoholic, then you can go for the Taj Mahal premium lager. So it just depends what kind of mid And my, my, before I got into my gold, my honourable mention, so runner-up for the silver, so silver-plated, was... Um, ba -ba -ba -ba, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Instantly forgettable. No, no, I just can't find it. Um, there's, so <laughs> many, there's so many of them. I mean, there's loads. Yeah, there's yeah. brew wings. So brew wing. Um, and there was a couple of different, it was all different wings, obviously. And you got like the traditional buffalo. Um, but there was a couple of interesting things. There was crispy Brussels sprouts with buffalo sauce. And I saw that on a vlog and it looked quite nice. And there's uh, garlic parmesan wings with celery and ranch. I thought that sounded quite good. Um, sriracha lime wings with celery and ranch. That sounded quite good. So that was my honourable mention. But da da da. Drum roll. Um, my gold one was. Where's the F's? I need to get to F. Flavors <laughs> from fire. Oh, uh, okay, a yeah, things I saw that. Quite fancy there. Uh, the smoked corn beef with crispy potatoes, cheese curds pickled onions, and beer cheese fondue. I thought that sounded nice. And the American version of corned beef is quite different from the British version of corned beef. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's almost more like a kind of dried beef, I think, whereas ours is kind of chopped up with various stuff. Um, also, there was a ban 
Mai Bao with char grilled Asian skirt steak, chicken liveryoli, pickled vegetables and cilantro. That sounded quite nice. Dessert, Rocky Road, chocolate cake with marshmallows, spiced almonds and chocolate ganache. Give me that. Bring that on. And there was some one of the drinks, um, sounds disgusting actually, but I'd like to try it. It's Swine Brine featuring Ooh. Jim Beam Bourbon. Jim Beam Bourbon. So, uh, yeah, give me some of that to try. Swine Brine. So that was my is, three. Yeah, Swine Brine is something I know a lot of people... I know quite a lot of people that have had it and say it's really, really good. Um, All right, okay, good. It's not something I personally would have gone for, but, yeah. you know, I can understand why yeah. it tickles taste buds. So, so we're going to we're gonna catch the end of this in November, so I'm actually going to try some uh, of this, let you know. That, that'll be fabulous, that. Mm-hmm. Be honest. It's, it's basically one of my bucket list items to, to go and visit. Um so, Mr. D, we're, we're dining together, to be honest, because my bronze was um, the brew wing. Um, right. I just I just love wings. Um, the idea of getting all the wings and dipping them in the sauces and everything like that, and uh, the beers, um, watermelon, dragon fruit, session sour. You know, just, yeah, I'd probably work my way through the beers as well, to be honest. Like the Blood Orange IPA, I think you said that, didn't you? Um, then my silver was Flavors of Fire. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, what did you fancy there? We're there again. I mean, as you said, the Sprouts, um, that was the one that jumped out. Was that this one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it yeah. Was, yeah. Just zooming in. Um, Actually, and, I don't think it was. No, it wasn't, was it? No, um, I think that was the brew, but I think that was the wings. It was the yeah, wings one, that one. Yeah, this is one for for um, to read out the s'mores whoopee pylon. <laughs> whoopee! Whoopee! <laughs> um, smoked chocolate cake. Um, it's all blurry. Some sort of cracker, marshmallow, chocolate ganache, and candified bacon. You know, so there you go. I've had that before on a donut. And then my gold was swanky, saucy swine. Now, crispy barbecue pork rinds with pimento cheese. uh, That jumped out at me. And then that was $4.75. And then crispy pig ear salad. So they're using the whole pig ear, folks. Um... So that looked really nice, $5.25. And then they had a bourbon Bloody Mary. Mm. And Bloody Marys have grown on me. And, you know, as you get it, they look disgusting, don't they? But they're actually quite nice. So that was my gold. I, I saw that I saw that menu earlier, and I was just like, pig's ears are for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that you'll, you'll get excited about a pig's ear salad is just ridiculous to me, but, you know, what, what Well, else? you know, they're using the whole pig. That's all I can say. Are you not being a little bit stereotypical as well as being a scouser that says he loves wings? Like, that uh, just seems a little bit too on the nose for a scouser to be saying, saying that. No, I mean, when we were on holiday... Um, the last couple of weeks, we we left Washington in our seven seater, and we were driving to Philadelphia, and we 
we took a 40 mile round trip to go out of our way to find a um, what's my favorite shop folks don't know a, a walmart oh. obviously yeah, yeah. Found the Walmart in the middle of nowhere um, to to go in for the boneless wings. It's at... <laughs> boneless wings. Number one, I was making a joke about Paul McCartney and wings. Number two, boneless wings shouldn't even be a thing. Right? Why? Because they're just chicken nuggets. It's, well, it's just so difficult to fly, you know, <laughs> when your wings are boneless. I was thinking about this in the supermarket today. Like we all lose our shit, don't we, for for wings? Well, and you don't anymore. But yeah. I love wings. You know, get them all and get them in the oven and slow roast them. And oh, blah, 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 blah. oh, I, Never I eat... used to make the best wings. I used to be. I used to really like. I can't see not but Paul McCartney now. Good. That's that's the and... that's the plan. But why don't we like turkey wings as much? Because surely there's more meat on a turkey wing. I've never, I don't think you'd ever eat a turkey wing, do you? The turkeys have I mean, wings? Yeah. Not knowingly. They've got mm. little, they've got big, massive legs, haven't they? Mm. Of course, turkeys have got wings. Disney have got the monopoly on them. Yeah, I think, I think it's the Well, yeah, what did, what did they do with all the turkey wings? Don't ask. <laughs> Don't want to know. <laughs> they make the turkey legs, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> turkey wing salad next year in the uh, food and wine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's mine. So, there you go. I think next, maybe when we drop into September, once we've had a look to see um, Mickey's Not So Scary, $200 a pop extravaganza. Once you know, once that's got established a bit, and we we've all seen the vlogs of what people are eating. We've, all, we've been talking about it before you've gone. When you come on. Oh right, okay. Not so scary. Yeah, but we haven't done a gold, silver, bronze. <laughs> what? What Disney for, premium for events? No, just for that one event for this year. Okay. Okay. So maybe we'll look at that. All right. Well, normally. Or when we've done going for gold previously, we we have done it about attractions or things like that, not food. But I guess Craig, is it time yeah. to eat it? I think we should eat it, shouldn't we, Nicholas? Did you know that we have a Patreon? I'm sure you do. It's been mentioned before, but just in case you don't know, we do have a Patreon, and on that Patreon we have early releases of all our shows. We also have exclusive shows can only hear on our patreon and we've been doing this for years so actually if you subscribe to be a patreon today then you'll get access to the entire back catalogue it's about four or five years worth of podcasts you've never heard because they've never been made available publicly except for the uh, the odd one with releases as haster anyway as well as that we've got a discord which we'll be launching later this summer for all of our patrons to join uh, we've also got a, a Facebook group, which you can join as well. Um, an exclusive one that's only open to our Patreons. But as well as that, our Patreons are the lovely people who keep these podcasts going. And now I will tell you who they are. We've got Lee and Laura, Karen, Chris... We've got Kate and Mel and Daniel. I've met Daniel. He's a nice guy. Uh, we've got Paul and Sandy and Crystal. James 
Nikki, Dan, Kevin, Alison, Dave, Sinead, Tom, Hayley, David, David with an E at the end of his name. Uh, we've got Breaking Dad, great guys. Uh, we've got Rob, we've got Todd, we've got Jane and Steve, as well as Stephen. And we've also got Joe, welcome aboard. So we thank you for your support of us now and your continued support. And if you would like to become a patron member yourself, please visit patreon.com forward slash that podcast. And I've even put a handy link in the show notes below. Thank you. Okay, Craig. So it's time for Eat It, as the jingle just uh, proclaimed, and our little conversation yeah. beforehand. So, uh, what is Eat It this month? Well, I thought it was being clever, and it turned out to be quite a tricky little situation, to Did be honest. It? I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I went for the contemporary. So, all food, all drink, all everything was on the table in the Contemporary Resort. So it's um, starter, drink, mains, drink, dessert, drink. I didn't pick a snack because I was that disillusioned with it. Uh, so like immediately there's already like a problem here because you actually put starter, main, dessert, snack, drink. You didn't put starter drink, main drink, I- dessert drink. So I've only got one drink. Which is fine because I don't well, drink much anyway. Well, so it's fine. His, historically, we've we've stuck we've all stuck drinks on on each one, but it doesn't matter, Nick. Don't worry about it. We, you do you. I'll, I'll have I'll have the same drink three times. <laughs> I'm yeah. not excited to have it. It's fine. Is right. Well, you go first then. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So I actually found this quite easy. I actually thought, for the most part, the menus are pretty good. The one place I was very disappointed by, and I was a little bit surprised that I didn't go for anything on that menu, was California Grill. Same. Because the only the only main course that was on there for me was a sweet pea and carrot risotto. Now, I like a risotto, don't get me wrong, but it sounded so boring to me. I was like, I can't possibly, I can't possibly do this. Um, so there is a slight theme to mine, but but bear with me. So for my starter, I went to Steakhouse 71, and I went for the sea salt dusted potato brioche, which Ooh. has butter, roasted garlic, tomato spread, and that was $12. I um, had that on mine originally and had to move some stuff around because <laughs> I was struggling later on, so I had to take it off. Okay. Well, the, th- the thing is, like, I didn't see. I haven't seen a picture of this, so I'm interested to see what it looks like. But Pick the description, tea. yeah, well, the, the 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 description, like, just sounded like something I would order off a menu without seeing it anyway. So that's fine. Um, my drink for all of this is going to be the same as I said. Um, that drink came from the Sandbar, 
which is part of the contemporary result. And I've gone for the blueberry lemonade, which is three olives, blueberry vodka, Bowles Blue Curaco, a Minute Made Premium Lemonade with juices of lemon and pomegranate topped with Sprite. So um, we had a drink very similar to this on our first trip to Orlando uh, over at City Walk. We got this um, and we liked it so much we drank a hell of a lot of them over that two-week period. Um, for my main, I went to the Contempo Cafe. And I opted for the grilled tofu bowl, which is grilled tofu, uh, green sofrito rice, red sofrito black beans, pico de gallo, uh, green tomatilla salsa, and avocado creamer. Um, that was $12.99, which I thought was pretty good value for a main. Um, again, same blueberry lemonade drink. Uh, my <laughs> desserts. Um, I went, I stayed at the Contempo Cafe and I opted for the peanut butter pie. Dessert was oh. a struggle for me. Dessert was a struggle because um, most, most places <laughs> had, yeah, no, most places had some really good desserts and uh, there was a fair few different variations of chocolate cakes and chocolate cupcakes and I would normally go for something like that but this sounded pretty good. So the peanut butter pie here is a vanilla tart shell filled with custard and peanut butter filling, drizzled with chocolate ganache and topped with crispy chocolate pearls. Um, and I thought that was a pretty reasonable $5.19. Um, and then for my snack, um, I went back to Steakhouse 71 Lounge this time, not the restaurant and opted for the Steakhouse 71 Onion Rings, hand-breaded with spicy ranch dipping sauce, because I love ranch, and I like spicy ranch. So that sounded pretty good. So that was $9. So this is probably my cheapest ever menu overall. Um, in, in, one fact, of the, in one of the premium hotels? Yeah, and, and the weird thing is, is that the most expensive item out of everything I've listed is my blueberry lemonade at $15. Everything else was under 13. So there you go. Spot on there. Yeah. Uh, nice. Mr. D. Okay. So um, I started, my starter was in Steakhouse 71. And I had the uh, clump, the lump crab cakes Ooh. as a starter. Uh, let's see how much were they? They were $15. Old Bay Remoulade Corn Hash Housemade Saltine Crackers, 15 bucks. And then I stayed there for my drink. So I paired the drink up with whatever it was I was eating. And my drink was, it was a cocktail. And it was the Magical Beacon Cocktail at $17. Empress 1908 Gin, Bois Bleu Curacao. Minute made premium lemonade, orgiat, which is almond, lemon, hibiscus, grenadine, and a souvenir gold cube. So I can put that gold cube in my popcorn bucket when I get back <laughs> to the UK. That's where that goes. Um, and so that was my starter. Um, my main course was also, uh, hang on a sec. Main course was in 
No, I did go to California Grill for my main course. Sorry, I just lost it for a second. I had a, I was on the Disney app looking at the menu, and it was like a set menu thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I pick that. anything from it either because of that. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, but but you, I don't. Yeah, I. You can also. I think you, it's a la carte as well, though. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah, um, I think you're, I'm not 100 percent sure. There definitely used to be a la carte because I I didn't have yeah. a set menu when I went to California. Grill. No, we didn't. But yeah, but some um, of the things were no actually they're, they're not individually priced, so maybe it is all set menu. Um, anyway, I I ignored that and I went good for, you. for the yeah I went for but you lost it now. Uh, here it is the free range plancha seared chicken. Um, koi... yeah. But obviously, don't don't have a price for that. And then for the drink, I went for the San Francisco Mai Tai, San Fran Mai Tai, which is if I can find the damn thing. Cocktails, cocktails. Actually, there was there was a I don't I don't understand some of the drinks because they had a signature cocktail that was one hundred and thirty-seven dollars. California Grill's signature cocktail. Wow. I mean, it's got champagne in it, and it's got a Remy Martin Louis the 13th. So that'd be a brandy, which takes four generations of cellar masters to create. Anyway, I didn't go for that. Uh, instead, I went for the San Francisco Mai Tai, which is $15, and it's Captain Morgan Spiced Rum, that almond, or Giap, whatever the hell that is, orange and pineapple juices, a float of gosling, black seal rum. So that was my main course. But then I did a nick. I switched to the Contempo Cafe for my dessert, and I had that peanut butter banana pie, which Ooh. I thought was was really good. So Nick, I copied you there. And no, the no, you had no. The, there was, there was two the, peanut butter options. Oh, you didn't have the peanut butter banana pie. No, ah, you okay. did that. Which okay, I think I is did. a special. So is that me. a um? Is that a fiftieth anniversary? Fiftieth, I think. Yeah, I think it I may think be. So. so let me just see what that oh no, wait a minute. That was Contempo, wasn't it? So Contempo, uh, lunch dinner. And so that was the here it is. It was fiftieth anniversary peanut butter banana pie, five dollars twenty nine. Sweet tart shell filled with peanut butter mousse and banana sauce topped with chocolate glaze and chocolate decor, so some kind of chocolate thing on top. Um, so I thought that sounded good. And then with that, I had the Schofferhofer pink grapefruit beer. Thank you very much. And then for my snack, I also went to the... No, I stayed in Contempo Cafe and had a Mickey's Rice Krispie Treat because that is a personal favourite. But I switched for my drink. I went to the sandbar and I had a, a pina colava. And a pina colava is Bacardi raspberry rum blended with flavours of coconut, pineapple and raspberry puree. $13. Thank you very much. So, Mr. D, before we mm. go any further on that, I yeah. have got the menu up for the uh, California Grill. For some yeah. reason, you're right, it, it, it is only showing there is no a la carte at the moment for whatever reason. Yeah. But I was interested in the uh, the drink that you were, mm. you were talking about, this this cocktail. First yeah, of all, yeah. though, before I get to that, is the cognacs that they have. Okay? Mm -hmm. 
have you seen the price list of the cognacs? Yeah, I'm oh, looking at it. Yeah, pretty serious stuff. Yeah. It is it is real, real serious stuff. So oh, yeah. you can have <laughs> a Remy Martin VSOP two ounce for nineteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Or you can have the uh Hennessy Paradise at $170 for another two ounce pour. Uh, Richard Hennessy is a one ounce pour, and that's $189. Um, the most expensive ones, though, are the Ruby Martin Louis XIII for the perfect pour, which is one and a half ounces for $250. Just don't or, just give us a bottle. Yeah, or you can have the two ounce version of the same, and that's $300. I mean, that is just. You can you can get it in in actually a half a one ounce a one and a half ounce or a two ounce. And it I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say you can get it in Costco for thirty quid. Mm. I mean, I we we have had when I used to work in a bar, we used to have I can't remember which one it was, but one of those um, expensive cognacs, and it used to be about nine pound a shot so the bottle must have been worth about 150 quid and I thought that was quite excessive but those prices are yeah. extreme the California Grill signature cocktail is $137 wow. and it's it says this ultra ultra premium cocktail pairing partners a traditional champagne cocktail with Remy Martin Louis Thirteenth, which takes four generations of cellar masters to create so it's a bit of a bargain, really, $137, if it's got some of that. We've well, got, got champagne and as well. And it's got champagne. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think that would pair beautifully with my Mickey Head Rice Krispie Treat. I, Absolutely. I just think that's a match made in heaven. Imagine sitting there drinking that at the bar and eating your... Can you get me a Rice Krispie cake, Garson? Yeah. yeah. I, um, can, can I dip excuse it in? Me. Excuse me, Garson, I think my Rice Krispie... Street is corked. Uh, send it back. <laughs> I um, I, it's funny you went for that combination, though, Mister D, because I went to uh, Five Guys yesterday. I've never Did had a Five know? Guys. I've never had a Five Guys shake, but I had a Five Guys shake, and they've started doing a Reese's peanut butter cup uh, version of the shake. But you can add in other bits as you're having it. So I had banana with mine. So it was like a chocolate nice. peanut butter milkshake with banana, and it was. A surprisingly good combination. Well, they so, go well together, peanut butter and banana. I think, yeah. There I'd you go. So you made a you made a good dessert choice there, in my opinion. Mm, nice, yeah. spot on menu, da. Spot on. So P Dabs, come on. No, P Dabs is done, is, isn't he? No, I haven't. No, he hasn't. Oh, get, no, no. yeah. Getting mixed up on. Him. He's, yeah. he's been drinking that bloody. Um... He's still at the. He's still at the food and wine. <laughs> I've had yeah. half an ounce. <laughs> Get that monorail back to bloody the contemporary. It's two pound eighty now. Yeah, yeah, each way. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so I'm starting at the uh, Steakhouse Seventy One Lounge. Um, as I said, I did move some stuff around. I started Steakhouse Seventy One um, with with what Nick picked, the potato brioche, but I had to move it around. Um, so I'm starting with, steak, with the lounge at Steakhouse 71, and I'm going with the onion rings um, as my starter um, at $9. Uh, and the drink I picked was the Fig Manhattan, um, which is monkey shoulder scotch, uh, contro noir, uh, fig simple syrup, and orange bitters at $16. Uh, 
So it's good. Um, how many yeah. monkeys are harmed in the making of that? <laughs> how, how many monkeys haven't got shoulders anymore? Yeah, but they got pig's ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my main, I am heading to the Contempo Cafe, and I am going with Chef Gina's Lemongrass Chicken Bar Me. Um, which was $11.99. And I am also going with the Shoffer Hoffer. I had to, the, the drink of choice of the podcast. Um, when I saw it was on there, I was like, no, I'll have to have that. Um, so then I am heading to Steakhouse 71 for my dessert. Um, and I'm going with the Ambrosia, which is coconut chiffon cake, um, a kind of mandarin curd and compressed pineapple. Um, at $8 and for my drink uh, I'm going with something Nick was talking about earlier uh, I'm going to go with the Bourbon Cold Brew um, which is Maker's Mark uh, Joffrey's Cold Brew Maple and Vanilla Bean Cream at $14 um, and I'm going to stay at Steakhouse 71 with my snack because I am going to have the sea salt dusted potato brioche at $12 for my snack <laughs> well I have just seen a photo. Back to savory again. Yeah, what's wrong with that? No, I um, I mean, look, some American dishes combine the two anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've I've just had a look at the sea salted uh, or sea salt dusted brioche. They're very very unusual, right? So the easiest way to describe it is, it looks a little bit like a cupcake. You get two of them. And they are dusted with sea salt, quite coarse sea salt. And then you get a pot of the roasted tomato and garlic. Uh, so the roasted tomato uh, puree. And you get another kind of shot glass with garlic butter with a 71 uh, kind of put in the top of it. So it looks very fancy, yeah, but it looks really unusual because it looks, looks more like muffins. Mm. So, but I'm still having it because it looks good. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, so yeah, another spot on menu. Um, right. So I'm starting in the Contempo Cafe for my starter, and I just went for it. I went flatbread. I'm having a flatbread, an all meat flatbread, um, fresh roll pizza dough. Layered with marinara, mozzarella, Italian sausage, pepperoni, smoked bacon, finished with grated uh, parmesan, uh, $11.99. So suitable um, for vegans? Uh, absolutely not. It'll kill them. It sounds um, like pizza. It does, yeah, on a, on a, on a flatbread. Um, and then I too... Went for the Shoffer Hoffer, pink grapefruit uh, lager. It's in a can, $10.25. Now, I would do the secret little trick that I did in Disney Springs, and I'd ask for a shot of vodka in it. So they get you to swig a bit out the can, and then they put a nice dollop of vodka in it, which gives it a bit of a kick because it's only 3% yearly drink. So I went to Steakhouse 71 then, and I actually ordered... The most expensive thing on the menu, because that's what I used to do when I was on the dining plan. A six ounce fillet mignon served with a choice of one side and one sauce. That was thirty-seven dollars. 
So I went and got creamed spinach because I love the way the Americans cream their spinach as my side. And my sauce, I had to go with the Signature Steakhouse 71 sauce. And there was um, quite a few to pick from there. And then my drink was a Fig Manhattan, which <laughs> is Mr. P-Dabs. You picked that one, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, Craig, but the 8-ounce beef tenderloin medallions or the 12-ounce yeah. roasted prime rib and classic Yorkshire pudding are both $1 more than your filling. Oh, gutted. Yeah, I've just noticed that. I don't, I'm not a fan of Yorkshire puddings. I think they're just a waste of space. But I, I, I was listening to today, Paul McCartney has them as a pudding with golden syrup on. Oh, God. Um, get, oh, Jesus. Uh, I'll send you the link. It's a vegetarian cooking podcast. I don't care. And, um, I, Yorkshire puddings. You're a vegetarian. Are, Yorkshire puddings are a savoury item. People that put jam on the Yorkshire pudding are going to hell. Well, I, I don't care how good. On it. No, it's just just completely wrong. Apparently, it was wrong. a working class pudding in the fifties, and his ma used to make it for him before she died. Just so. make pancakes. Well, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll phone Macha. Uh, hello. Um, <laughs> you you fucking shooting me? Um, it started off so well. You you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't say that. Uh, I went to Cove Bar then for me pudding. Uh no one ever. Sorry, scrubbed that. I I literally had a meltdown at this point. I went through about six of them, um, and I, and I ended up at the Contempo Cafe, um, and. I had the, um, I was going to say the pumpkin butter pie, the peanut butter pie, but I'm going to change it now because everyone, it's too peanuts, too many peanuts. So I'm going to say for the pumpkin pie tart with cinnamon and whipped cream, $4.79. And then I was going to have another Bloody Mary, but a cut water Bloody Mary. Um, a can of, uh, well, it says can, but... Fugu vodka, all natural tomato juice, and a dash of spice, $11. And I didn't have a dessert. I didn't have a snack, but I would have gone wherever the place was where all the um, the cupcakes are, and I would have got a signature 50th cupcake, probably. So there you go. Yeah. Good. So, I mean, that, that, again, maybe we do a special next time. Um, and we do um, Mickey's Not So Scary and you can only have Mickey's Not So Scary snacks because there's a lot of them and you just have diabetes you'd have a a snack for your starter a snack for your mains and a snack for your dessert we'd better wait for Ryan to come back to do that who? (laughs) sick note sick note no they do savoury stuff though don't they? Do they? I will, yeah. Did you do, don't you? Did you do, don't you? Yeah, did you do? Did you do, though? Shut up, Macha. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, well, I'm happy to do that, but you've got to make a note somewhere, Craig, that that's what we're doing, because it will be forgotten, I'm sure. Unless it won't, it won't, it won't. Our lovely patrons will remind us. There's your call yeah. to arms, patrons. Remind us that's what we're doing in September. Or possibly well, October, depending. Haven't he normally done a um, 
Halloween Horror Nights menu yet. Don't they normally have them drop the menu or the, the, the they, they haven't, stuff? They haven't even announced the bloody houses yet. They're not certainly not going to be releasing any food menus. Jesus. The fries. <laughs> I've, seen, the I've, seen, I've seen some boobs being put up for uh, the selling of food at Halloween Horror Nights, but yeah, I mean, we still don't even know There's what that is. It's a clue in the food. Here's the Walking Dead fries. They all look like fingers. Oh, God. Um, right. Okay, well, thank you for for uh, doing Going for Gold and Eat It. But let's, before we finish, let's have a quick look at what's going on outside the parks. So one thing we didn't uh, discuss on the last episode when we were talking about it was uh, Andor isn't coming out now. What? Till September. So uh, we did talk about it on the last episode that it's uh, it's going to be launching with three episodes at the start. Yeah. Um, but it was due to was it the thirty first of August? It was due to come out. And uh, no, it was coinciding with She Hulk. That's why they've pulled it. Then have Well, they announced them as both coming out at the same time. So I don't know. I reckon. I reckon they haven't finished it. Uh, like the, I mean, obviously they finished filming, but what I mean is maybe they haven't finished all the post production. Yeah, it's, it. it's an interesting one because they've not used the volume at all. No, on this. it's all been on location, um, so it's going to be more difficult to do the effects. But mm. well, hasn't there been an uproar because wasn't the footage of one of them running around with like an AK forty-seven or something? Don't like a, an eighth gun. I don't know. Not heard that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I've seen a picture. Yeah, was I saw that. Wasn't that in, a tra- in the trailer? Or the... I think it was in the trailer, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that. I thought, good God, that just looks like something you would, you'd see in a blooming movie, yeah. Get in a Walmart. Yeah. So, like, so maybe that was a bit of um, editing that maybe that needs to be changed into a space gun or something. Mm. Yeah. Interesting to keep an eye yeah. out. Just spray it silver, I'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah just weld it with your yeah, earth welder. Weld it, grind it. <laughs> yeah. Grind it a bit. It's fine. But uh yeah, as we as we recall this episode, we are days away from She Hulk, or if you're listening to this episode, She Hulk is now out on Disney Plus. So um that's good. Because it was everywhere in America. It, um, good morning. Uh, America, we watch that every morning and the She-Hulk lady was on it one morning getting interviewed, so they showed a few extra clips and it looks really good actually I'm quite excited for this one Yeah, I, I, I overall I think the Marvel shows have been pretty good, I, I still think the problem is, is that there is so much content I'm getting less excited with the MCU with every release because That's, there's yeah. so much content, yeah there's yeah. a lot of dots to join up. Yeah, it's not that it's not enjoyable. It is that it's almost uh, sensory overload uh, with with so much stuff. But this does look quite good. And if it's, you know, uh, at least as much fun as, uh, or even more fun than, than, um, than Miss Marvel, then that's good. You know, I think it's an underrated show, Miss Marvel. But yeah i think i think they've been overall pretty pretty strong i think they've got better as each series has kind of dropped as well so yeah that should be that should be pretty fun um has anyone watched the the new lego star wars summer vacation special not yet there's there's so much content out there um i'm swimming uphill now constantly 
There's almost oh. a Lucasfilm documentary as well on there. That's just yeah, that looks up. really good, yeah. Light, light and Magic, isn't that called? Yeah. Um, Even that's something like 10 episodes or something weird. That's what I mean. It's what it, like, yeah. And I mean, and you know, that's without looking at other streaming services. Like the next thing I've got to start watching is Sandman, um, because my wife has already started it. Yeah, see, I've got I'm starting it after we finish recording I've tonight. Not but good things for that. Yeah, I really too. I thought it was yeah. great. But but that, but there, yeah, there is just so much stuff to to watch. It's 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 hard to uh, to keep up. Mm. But my daughter watched the Lego Star Wars thing today and. Uh, if you're not aware, some of it is actually set on the uh, Halcyon. Oh, so a nice bit of uh, corporate synergy there by them taking a, yeah. a cruise on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. So that's what power of uh, corporate branding is all about, uh, I guess. Also, I am group. Yeah, I. You didn't like it, did you? No, I. I felt it was a uh, pretty much a waste of time. I mean, they're only about three minutes long each. Yeah, um, which is my whole point because it just adds absolutely nothing. No, I, I, I get it, but the way I look at I Am Groot, and I, I don't love it, but I certainly enjoyed it more than you did. Is this is the kind of thing that you would have got on Disney Channel? Yeah, when a program was running short, or I didn't have enough adverts yeah. to pad out. But didn't they have? Um, Little short cartoons with the, with Groot and the Rat um, yes. on Disney Plus, and they yes. were like two or three, like their origin stories or something, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So that, this that, is this is just individual vignettes that go nowhere. What I will say though, I thought was very interesting, is that Bradley Cooper voiced Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. So yeah, couldn't get him, the rides. Yeah, couldn't get him to do the uh, the attraction. He did. He did uh, breakout though, didn't he? Yeah, he did do mission breakout. Yeah. I think they all did that. That was before the fallout, though, wasn't it? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, but yeah, he did the voice work for that. So that, I thought it, that was quite funny. Um, and the only other big thing I think that's been on Disney Plus that we haven't mentioned yet, and I know not everyone has watched yet, is uh, is Prey. The take that story. Yeah, yeah. The the movie of Gary Barlow's life. Um, Who has watched Prey? No, no, not yet. Really? I want to see it, but not yet. Oh wow! Well, I've just been watching The Sandman and Only Murders, and like Craig said, there's an awful lot to watch. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Um, I I did watch Prey uh, opening, well, opening weekend, the, the the weekend it got released. Disappointingly, um, there is no usage of uh, MC Hammer's 1990 uh, five hit Prey. Follow-up follow hit. Yeah. Was, was that when it came out? Did it come out earlier? I don't know. But anyway, Prey by MC Hammer, great track. Um, it, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm, not, um, I'm not an aficionado of the Predators franchise. I've seen, uh, you know, obviously a few of the films, but I haven't seen them all. Um, but I really enjoyed this. I thought it was uh, a really interesting story because it's obviously set in the uh, the distant past in the 1800s. Um, I thought the the main actress in it, whose name escapes me, I hadn't seen her before. I thought she was excellent, but I thought the whole cast were good, uh, to be honest. But because it was Predator, um, a Predator film set during 
you know the the kind of time of uh the brits kind of trying to colonize america um so it was set around a native american tribe i thought it was unique and interesting to see a predator in that kind of time um so i i really enjoyed it um i thought it, it was going to look good from the trailers but i was surprised at how good it actually kept on being so um yeah if you're if you're running out of, you know if you want to watch a film rather than a series praise a good one um i think it's just about two hours as well so it's, it doesn't outstay its welcome it's not a very long film uh but yeah really enjoyable especially if you like uh previous predator films so yeah i i messaged the um, biff pal bam group the other day with a film that i've never seen and it, it was shocking just me you um Nick, is it jaws well no i have seen jaws what what was it uh, p dabs apocalypse now you know i've never seen apocalypse now <laughs> oh let's watch it man it's on uh, bbc iplayer oh is it really yeah the final 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 director's extended edition cut yeah. apparently it's an absolute classic yeah i i actually uh was gonna see it they gave it a cinema re-release a few years ago that cut and i think it may have been when we was going to halloween horror night so i had to cancel my ticket i was a bit disappointed but yeah it's all right there's there's lots of films that i should have seen that i've never seen like uh taxi drivers another one um the, God, the godfather trilogy not seen godfather now, one. That. <laughs> uh, godfather i one watched all three the one and two are good it goes a bit downhill for free, but yeah, I'd I actually seen... two better than one. Yeah, I think that's quite a common viewpoint that the second one's better. Um, I've seen, I've seen most of Godfather, the first Godfather, but it is a long film, isn't it? It is a long film. And I'd watched Taxi Driver before I'd watched Apocalypse Now. If I were you, okay, it's a better, it's a better film in my opinion. Okay. I don't really, I'm not a massive Marlon Brando fan in, in his later years. No, I think, I think. I think on wasn't he ripped out in Apocalypse Now? No, no, he definitely wasn't ripped. Unless you mean something different by ripped. I just thought he would have been at his peak fitness for that. Oh god, absolutely! I don't think he ever was. That's why in the film they specifically specifically requested that he was shot pretty much in the dark. Because, oh, wow. he, because he's in such bad shape so every scene you see him in it's in like candlelight <laughs> so no, amazing and right. interestingly I, I was saying this the other day we watched on uh, and the winner is that just a few weeks ago we watched on the waterfront and yeah. he was completely opposite to what I thought he was going to be in that and he went from this scrawny looking kid to the big bloated version that we saw in his later life quite quickly <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Drive was a good movie. I mean, you know, Apocalypse Now is a good movie, but I, I, it's not my favourite movie, but I did enjoy Taxi Driver. Mm. Not an easy watch, but it's good. Yeah, it's, it's just, I've just never, I've just never got a chance to sit down and watch it, and I, I, sh- I should make more of an effort to. It's one good thing that, you know, Paul does with, with his podcast, although. Obviously, you also have to sit for a lot of dross. We talked about that before, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah I, watched, I watched uh, an absolutely awful one the other day. Um, with the review coming out later this month. 
What film was that? Which a lot of people won't won't um, agree with. Uh, it was, and I can't even remember the name. Um, <laughs> I tried to forget it. Um, I have to write them all down. I had the French Connection. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is that a spy film or a three? No, no it's, a, it's a cop cop film. Oh, well, yeah. it's, it's it's we need a bigger boat, Rod Schneider. Yeah, and uh, isn't it um, Gene Hackman? Gene, Gene Hackman. yeah, Popeye, Popeye Doyle, yeah. 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 Okay. Pretty yeah. much playing Lex Luthor for the most part. <laughs> well, it was the seventies. Um, well, look if yeah. you uh, if you want to get angry at a podcast that's not called Disney Parks <laughs> or that Disney Parks podcast when we're talking about trips to Disney World, then you can listen to the winner is on your podcast <laughs> app of choice. Um, was there any other uh, outside the park news? Or are we good? Um, I mean, just dead, dead quick. There's stuff dropping on um, Disney Plus now that it's just mind blowing. Uh, the Last Man on Earth has just dropped in the, in the last couple of weeks that I've just found it now while I'm sitting here flicking. I, it was one of my little guilty pleasures to watch. I love this show. 2014 to 2017, four series, and then it got cancelled. It was on um, Amazon. Yep. And it's it, it's now on Disney. Yeah, and Fox show. there's so much of this type of little stuff just dropping on under the radar. Mm. You know, there's so much; it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the, the I new mean, mutants, the new mutants, got quietly released last week as well. All right, okay. Which is the film that they tried to bury. Wu Tang and American Saga. Yeah, you like you like the Wu Tang, don't you? Two seasons. Uh, Colin likes the Wu Tang. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind Wu Tang, but yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a massive, massive fan. But yeah. I mean, has anyone discussed the American price rise? And do you think we'll see it over here? Uh, no, we haven't. So yeah, quickly, I suppose we should do. So one of the things, and this came out of the investicle, didn't it, Mister D, as well? The yeah, fact yeah. that yeah, aren't they due to like lose three hundred million dollars or something this year on Disney Plus? Yeah. It was but they some... always said it was going to be a lost leader. They were always going yeah. to get it out there and get it on, on people's uh, devices. Yeah, but it's also... Uh, and they had, a, I think, a five-year plan to do that. Yeah, but it's also over-achieved its subscription number much quicker yeah. than they expected. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, they did say it was going to be a lost leader for a good number of years, but it's also overachieved in the amount of subscribers. Mm. So it's, it's weird it's losing so, it's so much money. So, Mr. D? Yeah, they seem, well, I mean, Mr. JPEG seemed happy with it, but I guess he's always going to put a brief face on it. But I, I, I just I think, uh, it seems to be doing well versus Netflix, I guess, is one of the, maybe one of the metrics. Yeah, and I, I mean, I just can't comprehend sitting there with a, a happy face saying, oh, yeah, it's going to lose $300 million this year. And that's, and that's positive news. I just. I can't comprehend how that even works, which I guess is why I'm not running. Well, only if they company. thought it was going to look, it was four hundred million dollars. <laughs> Touche. I guess it's good news, isn't it? Touche. Um, so yeah, so they have they've announced that price uh, a price rise will be incoming in America later this year. Um, the standard tier will be seven ninety nine still, but that will include ads. Uh, if you want ad free access to Disney Plus, that's going to be ten dollars ninety nine. Uh, per month and I think that launches in November or December um, it, it didn't really specify what adverts meant 
So all the streaming services that do this have their own ways of doing it. Sometimes it's before a program starts, a little bit like YouTube. Um, other streaming services will have adverts where advert breaks would normally be in a program. Um, with films, I don't know how that would work out because there's no advert breaks in films, but they'll just, I guess, just cut to adverts. Um, so it'd be interesting to see must how... must have got to change the name as well. They're gonna they're gonna change the name to Genie Streamy. <laughs> well, no it makes plus. sense, doesn't it? Because when it was well, when it was Fast Pass Plus, you got it for nothing. Then it then you had to pay for it, so it went to Genie Plus. Yeah. So Disney Disney Plus without ads is included. Now you're going to have to pay extra for that. So it's going. You've got to get, get off Genie seven o'clock every day to tell them what you want to watch. <laughs> yes, push your TV on, otherwise it doesn't work. Oh, Jesus. All I can access is Lizzie McGuire because I didn't get up till 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that'd be fine for uh, sick notes. That's fine. Um, yeah. I, I mean, do I think we will see it in the UK? There's every chance. But what you tend to find is because of how things have been set up in different countries, there's different rules and regulations. So there are streaming services that have introduced ads that we haven't had over here just yet um and there's no plans on the horizon so i i don't know is the honest answer if we don't see adverts do i think disney plus might have a price rise over here very possible we've had one already um so it was 7.99 wasn't it and it's now 8.99 i think if you pay monthly um so i could see that going up again potentially but whether or not we'll have split tiers or not, I don't know. I, I personally don't think we will see an ad-based tier, but I could see Disney trying to put the price up another pound or so. But there's been no word on, on that. That is all um, speculation on, on my part. Um, you know, time will tell, but I did think it was interesting. When, when's our um, reset date? Is it March? When we all pay for our annual subscription? Uh, yeah, so ours is the 22nd of March, I think, is uh, yeah. is renewal time. Which, which is UK. when it launched. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll have a while for people in the yearly uh, tiers before any price increases would hit them anyway. But, uh, yeah, I think it's possible. Even in a cost of living crisis, you know, Disney's a business, they want to make more money, they'll squeeze every penny they can out of people. Um, but I I personally can't see an ad based version launching in the UK. I think we just might see another price increase. So the fact that it wasn't mentioned at the same investors call, just they just focus on the US does suggest to me that that is only a US plan at the moment. Um and you know, that's isn't that how Hulu works? They have yeah. they have different tiers for that same purpose, you know, ad and ad free version. So yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense um for them to do that. But um I guess the only other thing just on that is uh ESPN no longer exists in the UK. Oh. So um it's it, what was ESPN is now BT Sport 4. So the 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 whole branding of ESPN is no longer um, in in the UK, so I don't know if that means that they might add um, some more sport to Disney Plus under the ESPN banner, or just stick to the documentaries from ESPN. But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. 
Sorry. I think um, all the streamings to try and stay relevant are introducing sport or the, the, it's in its infancy, mm. but it's coming big style. Yeah. So, so be good to watch or not. I guess time will tell. I guess yeah, I guess time yeah. will tell. Um, but if if that's all we got, then let's leave the episode there. Uh, thank you, P Dubs. Thank you, Craig, and thank you, Mister D. Yeah, it was lovely to be here. Yeah. And uh, I guess we will see you in a couple of weeks. What's Patreon this month? What did we say we was doing? Oh, fuck no. Was it Tomorrowland? No. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Patreons, your, your your bonus episode will be recorded next week, and you'll get that next week, so that's something to look forward to. Um, all you freeloaders, you're getting nothing now till September, so deal with it. Um, but thank you very much for listening, and we will speak to you next month. This podcast is a that production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>